you have to figure out what's society's dream versus what's your dream Mm -hmm. and then choose your dream in order to get to that place of happiness. And if the American dream, the standard dream is your dream, then, hey, that's cool, too. Yeah. But I think it's important to stop and think, why am I making this decision that I'm making? Let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green together. What's up, guys? Welcome to Black and Brown Make Green. I am Natasha, and I'm joined by my co-host and husband, Damien. Damien, say hello to the peeps. What's up, everybody? A quick announcement before we get started today. If you are signed up for the newsletter but not receiving our emails, be sure to add us to your address book. We send one email a week, and our email address is info at blackandbrownmakegreen.com. You can also check your spam folder, and if you find us in there, mark us as not spam. And if you're not signed up for our newsletter, you can sign up by visiting blackandbrownmakegreen.com slash sign up. All right, let's jump right into today's topic. Today, we're going to talk about the American dream and not just the American dream, but also how to craft your own dream if you're not interested in attaining the American dream. Right. And this conversation was prompted by a video that I saw on YouTube and the creator of the video was Timothy Ward. And the title was Why I Gave Up on the American Dream and You Should Too. And I found the video really interesting because it just made me think about, like, am I living the American dream or have I crafted my own dream? Right. So I want to tell you a little bit about what he said in the video and then kind of give my take on it and and how this ties into your finances. So in the video, Timothy Ward says that the American dream is described as so, uh, the, a dream where you go to college, you get a good job or a good career, you get your house in the suburbs, and you have your two kids. And a dog. And your dog, of course. <laughs> two, 2.5 kids. So I think the point yeah. five is the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and he talked about how the American dream is not for all of us. And if you continue to try to acquire the American dream, sometimes that can take away from your happiness. And that's where he found himself in that situation of going to work every day, then returning to his condo and feeling like just sad and and not very happy in the situation where he was. Mm -hmm. And he realized it was because he was chasing after this dream that wasn't really his own. And he had to come to this realization that, Life is not all about possessions. It's not all about acquiring things. He had to answer the question of what will make me happy in life? And I think that's something we all need to answer. What will make me happy in life? Am I doing the things that make me happy in life? And there were a couple of standout quotes from the video that I wanted to point out. He says, we will give up happiness in life just so we don't have to hear anyone talk about us. Mm. And so... If you think about what he's saying there, he's saying we don't want people to say negative things about us. And so we're not going to stray outside of the lines. We're going to stay inside the lines, even if that's not what we really want to do. Right. It's like that school of fish mentality. Exactly. You're just going to stick with everybody else, even if you want to swim away and do your own thing. Yeah. They move left. You move left. They move right. You move right. Mm -hmm. And then the other standout quote for me was. Sometimes you have to let go of the American dream and go after your dream. 
And if you stick to this idea of the American dream, the American dream includes you going to college, which sometimes includes taking on debt. And then after college, what happens? Oh, well, you find somebody, y'all get married. Sometimes marriage costs some money for people who like to do their big weddings. Mm -hmm. And then right after you get married, what do people ask you? When y'all buying y'all house? Yeah. (laughs) And so there you go again. You're going to add on more debt because most people aren't paying cash for a house. You're getting your 30-year mortgage. And then you got to have your two cars. So you have your car loans. Mm -hmm. And then you got to have your two kids. So you got all the expenses that come along with that. And so this is the dream that a lot of us are chasing after, even if it's not necessarily what we really want. And and what Timothy Ward is really saying in the video is that you have to figure out what's society's dream versus what's your dream Mm -hmm. and then choose your dream in order to get to that place of happiness. And if the American dream, the standard dream is your dream, then, hey, that's cool, too. Yeah. But I think it's important to stop and think. Why am I making this decision that I'm making? Right. And for me, I think back to when I graduated from college and I was like, oh, I need to get a new car. What kind of car do I want? Oh, I, I'm going to get a Volvo. And I, I'm not really. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really into cars. At the time, I had a Toyota Corolla, very dependable. It was still working just fine. There was nothing wrong with it. But for some reason, I had got in my mind that I needed to get this new vehicle. Yeah, now that you mentioned that, I actually did the same thing when I had to choose a car mm-hmm. uh, for the first time after, you know, like after I started working, I, I you know, bought a, a somewhat expensive car for my personal taste. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could have chosen something a little bit different in retrospect, in hindsight. You know, it's always 2020. Mm-hmm. But you were also trying to live that that American dream of getting the right car. Yeah, getting the right car, being in my place of life, you know, and showing people. That's where, where I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that we all have probably played into that story of, oh, I need to get these things. And it's based off of what everybody else is doing. It's based right. off of like what our parents did or what our peers are doing. And we're just trying to fulfill what is the standard expectation. Yeah. And I think shortly after we started dating is where we started to deviate away from that. Right. We had we, to. We started to deviate away from that standard dream and creating our own because, you know, we're in a interracial relationship and that's non-standard already. Yeah, it's a lot more common now. Like you see it in TV, you see it in TV shows and commercials. But like when we first started dating, it, it we wasn't didn't, widely as widely accepted as it is now. Or yeah, we we'd get the we get the left side eye. We would get the, the right side eye. I mean, we would get both of them. Yeah, and this was 15 years ago when we first started dating. And so it wasn't quite the norm in the way that you see it as much nowadays. But that was like that first step for us of deviating away from what was standard. And then there were other choices that we made also in our relationship that was also not quite from the norm. For instance, it took us six years to get married after we had been dating. Yeah. So typically you get married within one to three years. And and we were hearing the question a lot, obviously, when are y'all getting married? When are y'all getting married? And it was always like, we not ready. Yeah. And so six years later, then it finally happened. But again, that was us breaking away from what is standard. And then fast forward to now. And we're on this different path of trying to retire early, which is definitely not standard. People don't think about retiring early. They don't think about retiring before they're in their 60s. And so that's a a different way now that we are still 
creating our own dream. Right. And so I feel like we're not quite living that American dream. We've we've been able to cultivate our own dream. Mm-hmm. And so part of what our dream entails is that we're pretty simple. And so we want to have the garden in the backyard. We want to be able to go for walks in right. the afternoon. We want to be able to spend a lot more time together than what is allowed in a 40 hour work week. Mm-hmm. And so like our big push right now is we don't take the fancy vacations. We do take vacations, but they're not super fancy going to Europe or Paris or all yeah. these other places because we have that other ultimate goal of let's buy back some of our time so we can enjoy our time while we're young, while we're healthy. Right. Yeah. And matter of fact, I think the last time we went on a vacation, we chose our destination like a day or two before based on which ticket sales, which airplane ticket sales were going on. Oh, we always choose like that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Remember, you were really wanting to go to Seattle one time. Yeah. And every time I look at the tickets to Seattle, Expensive. it'd be like five to eight hundred dollars per ticket. And then I would look at Denver and to fly to Denver from Austin, it'd be like $50. So I was to be like, hey, we going to Denver. <laughs> yeah. We just want to go somewhere. We don't care where, you know? Yeah. And so that's different from a lot of people and how they have created their own dreams because a lot of people would be like, oh, I want to go to to Seattle. I want to go on this specific cruise. Yeah. And, and we're more like, we don't need to go on a specific cruise. We don't need to go to a specific place. We just want to go somewhere that has these characteristics you've got mountains you've got some outside things for us to do okay good we can go there and do it on a cheaper budget than than going to what we may have originally wanted to go to yeah exactly we're just seeking that novelty we're looking for something new we're looking for a new experience some new sites and uh and you can find that anywhere anywhere but here yeah and so our dream you can see the motivation behind our dream our dream is to go and visit places and so we adjust where we go based on our finances. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for you to ask yourself, what is the motivation behind your dream? Right. Are you doing things because of what you really want? Or are you doing it based off of what you see other people doing or some other dream that someone else has created for you? Right. And that yeah. could be a dream created by your parents, a dream created by your peers, mm-hmm. a dream created by celebrities or people you follow on social media or randos. Yeah. It can be a a lot of different things that's influencing you. Yeah. One of the things that I've been thinking about that I think is kind of related to this dream is the great resignation. And with all the people who are saying I quit nowadays. Yeah. And I feel like those people are kind of redefining the American dream or maybe not redefining the American dream, but creating their own dream. Right. And I mean, I'm hearing about it left and right. I was talking to our insurance agent just yesterday. And one of the things he mentioned to me was, we're trying to hire a thousand people right now. I'm sorry it took you so long to get in touch with me. It's just that, you know, with everything going on, we don't have enough people and we're trying to hire 1000 people right now. Mm -hmm. And he's not the only person that I'm hearing it from. I know you've been hearing it in your area of work as well. And just a quick side note, if anyone who is listening is interested in getting into the insurance field, being an insurance agent, or if you're interested in getting into the tech field, maybe you're searching for a software engineering job 
or accounting or even other types of jobs you're looking for, you should hit us up. We have connections to people who are seeking employees and some of them have really great benefits. So if that's you, you can email us at info at blackandbrownmakegreen.com. And going back to my insurance agent, he was telling me how he ended up contracting COVID even though he was vaccinated and he was in the hospital for 21 days and mm-hmm. he thought he was going to die. And after that, he survived and is doing much better now, but it made him rethink how he was viewing life. He always viewed it as like, oh, well, I am taking care of my family. I'm providing for them, but he wasn't spending a lot of time with them. And so after he had that experience, he was like, oh, I need to start spending more time with my family. And so now he ends his workday earlier than he did before. And I think that's part of like creating your own dream. You're recognizing that what I've been doing is not quite what's most important. Right. You know, I have a very similar experience with my current job because before COVID, uh, I was commuting to work and I was on the bus for an hour to an hour and a half Mm -hmm. one way to work and one hour back from work. So, you know, that's that's a lot of time lost. And, you know, I quickly realized that this work-life balance is no longer meeting my needs. So... I, you know, I, I quickly transitioned to working from home and this was before COVID. So Mm -hmm. that didn't factor in. So I was really lucky to get this opportunity and I jumped on it. There were people in my same circumstance that were hesitant to jump on this opportunity Mm -hmm. that was before them, but I was very quick to do it. Like I immediately knew that that's what I needed in my life. And it's panned out really well for me. Like I've been around and present a lot more. Yeah, it's created a lot more balance in our life because now you're home and you're able to walk Isaiah to school in the morning and then at 5, 5.30, you're off of work versus before you were leaving at 7 a.m. and you weren't home until 7 p.m. And so it's really nice to have that option of you working remotely and being able to get some of that time back. Right, and and it makes you question. Like I think about this in, in hindsight, why did some of the people that I work with that were under the same circumstances hesitate to choose this wonderful opportunity? And the only thing that I can think of is that they were not completely willing to bring their true and authentic self to make a decision. I mean, it could be that, or it could be that part of their dream is to be around people and socialize a lot because a lot of people or there are some people rather who want to be in the office and they want to see other people and some people, they can't really be at home in the same way that you can be at home and work from home and, and not have that same social contact throughout the day. That's a really good point. And I guess what you're saying is that you need to put in the work to define your dream so that you can chase it and understand where you are in that path towards chasing it. And I still think though that, You need to understand and bring your authentic self, your true and authentic self to the table so that you can truly chase it. Because to me, what that means is that you are defining your dream. It's not a dream that's handed down to you. It's not the American dream. And in quotes, it's Natasha's dream. It's Damien's dream. It's it's your specific dream. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I think what you're saying really relates back to what we started at. We started with the American dream and you're saying that you have to define your authentic self in order to create your dream. Right. And I think that's exactly what we're getting at is who is your authentic self? Yeah. I think that's a question that we sometimes struggle with, especially as a minority, because we tend to have to code switch and yeah. we have to be one way in front of this group of people and another way in front of another group of people. And so you're all confused and you're not even sure who is the authentic self that is you. Look, when it came time for me to fill in the census, I didn't know if I should put that I'm white. I didn't know if I should put that I'm <laughs> his. Like, I mean, who am I? Mm-hmm. Like, I know I have a very good feel for who I am, mm-hmm. but I have to fit it into all these other boxes. I have to. I have to fit it into all the. You know, the 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 child's toy that we see our kids playing with, where you stick the triangle in the circle, it doesn't fit. You have to stick it strictly in the triangular hole mm-hmm. for it to fit. Like, that's how I feel like I am, you know, like, who am I? Yeah, I think that question, who am I, that's the question we're trying to answer when we're trying to figure out who our authentic self is. And so my question to you, Damien, is how do you show up as your authentic self? Yeah, and, and, you know, you asked me about my authentic self. And for me, like one of the big learning experiences in my life was coming to the conclusion that I can just give somebody an unqualified answer of no. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, I'll give you an example, because I think it's a little bit easier. Hey, Damien, you want to come to this party with us? You know, we're going to be here on Saturday. And uh, no, I can't make it, but y'all have fun. As opposed to, no, I can't make it. You know, I'm going to be... Uh, busy doing something else, all, you know, all these other, all these other excuses, all these other answers, instead of an unqualified no, and that was so freeing to me because once I realized I didn't need to dance around my decisions, you know, my my true and authentic self could emerge. So, how does like answering with the unqualified no? How does that help you to show up as your authentic self? Tell me a little bit more. Because it's an idea that you can be yourself. Even in society, even amongst others, you make your own decisions and Mm -hmm. you don't need to qualify them. You don't need to describe how you came to that conclusion or why. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of like when we were talking earlier from the video, the guy was saying you avoid doing all these things just so people don't talk about you. You avoid doing the things that you want to do. And that unqualified no is you choosing to do what you want to do. You choosing to do what you want to do without any external influence. Yeah. I think for me, it's really about that external influence, shutting out the noise Mm -hmm. from that external influence. And that's how I'm able to show up as my authentic self. Right. And that can be really hard because everybody has an opinion on who you are and what you should be doing and how you should be living your life, how you should be spending your money, how you should be saving or investing. Mm -hmm. And you really have to be able to shut all that noise out and to dive deep into, well, what is it that I want? What are my financial goals? 
what do I want in life, period. Right. Which helps you to create a system of financial goals. Right. And so I think that's the big thing for me to be able to show up authentically is to shut out all the talk from everybody else, go deep within yourself and figure out who you truly are. Yeah, that's good. And it it takes work. It's it's not going to come for free. Like you're out there living your life and, you know, you have to peel back a little bit every now and then and be reflective and think about what are my goals? How can the actions that I take today help facilitate the future that I want tomorrow? And, and it's a really important question, right? Like how do you become the protagonist of all the actions in your own life and how do you own that? For example, uh, this is like the analogy that I always think of. Back in the day, you know, like I used to be working with others in a group setting or, you know, like doing side hustles. And I was always, you know, like the the technical expert, which means that the ideas were not mine. I was just brought in to be a specialist to help build somebody else's idea. And in that, I was a passenger in somebody else's ride. So how do you become the driver? Yeah, I think this episode is all about determining how you become the driver. I think it's to inspire you to become the driver and to figure out who you are, what you want, what your goals are. And it's just a reminder that life is about examining what you want, not just taking what society says or not just being a passenger in somebody else's car, but for you taking the wheel and you steering yourself on the path where you want to be. Right. It's about crafting your own path. Right. And I know this episode has not really been directly on finances, but it's really important to consider all of this because it's the guiding principles that helps you determine how your finances play out. Right. And if you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to share it with a friend, join us for the next one, and let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green.